How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week, our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now, here's your host, Brad Costanzo. All right. Welcome back to the show. This is Brad. Not sure if you were expecting somebody else, though. I mean, the jingle <laughs> did have my name on it, right? So this is uh, Bacon Wrapped Business. And if you are a longtime listener, big virtual high five to you, especially if you're a subscriber out there, like my buddy Josh Jordison, JJ, who's on his way down here today. I know he's listening to the episode, and hopefully this little Easter egg, he'll hear it and be like, hey, l- listen to listen to uh, Brad say my name. Uh, if this is your first time stumbling across this episode, uh, maybe today's guest shared it with his following and you're like, what is this bacon and business? How do these things go together and why should I listen? Well, I am Brad Costanzo. This is my platform for picking the brains of some of the you know, most uh, successful, inspirational, and ambitious entrepreneurs that I can find. It has been an amazing way for me to tap into their expertise and then share it with uh, that of my own consulting clients and the clients that I work with, my business partners, and also use it on my personal businesses. Uh, it's been an amazing way for me to access people that normally I wouldn't be able to get to. A lot of people you might not be able to get to, but by being a fly on the wall and eavesdropping on our conversation, it's uh, I, like, I like to think that you can pick up a lot of the great stuff as well. Uh, obviously, this is a, a free podcast, but the best way you can uh, repay me is if you like this, share this on social media, bring more attention to my guests and myself. And at any point, if you have any questions, uh, if you have any, you know, uh, questions or recommendations for other guests or other topics that you want to hear about, send that email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. That is my personal email. I read every single one and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Now, that being said, I want to bring on today's guest, Greg Roulette. Greg is the founder of, or at least co-founder of ambitious.com, which is such an awesome uh, domain and URL and it's such a cool media property, but he's also done quite a bit in the uh, marketing and entrepreneurial space from working with uh, other business owners, especially financial advisors and people who are looking to build credibility and authority in the marketplace and really take their personal brand and their business's brand to the next level. I've known Greg for several years. We are good friends and I really wanted to get him on the show today to find out about one of the coolest things he's got coming up uh, with just a reality TV show. And um, I think it's going to be different than anything else you see out there. So I want to Welcome, Greg, to the show. Welcome, buddy. What is up, my man? Super excited to be here. I am wrapped in bacon, mostly just because I'm in Florida and it's 100 degrees out. But regardless, um, <laughs> it feels it feels like the bacon sizzling. So I'm I excited, know. man. That's awesome. Yeah, this is cool. So, man, you've got you've done a lot. You've got a lot going on, and you and your team are always up to some really cutting edge, cool, fun stuff. Got to admit, a little jealous about some of the stuff you're doing right now, and I wish I was involved. <laughs> but before we dive into the whole reality show and everything else, uh, give me the quick backstory or, you know, give the give the listeners a quick backstory so that they're like, well, is Brad just bringing on a buddy or, you know, who is this? Who is this turkey? 
He's, he's really just a buddy. Um, no, uh, the, the super fast cliff note version. I was, uh, in high school. I joined this group. I, I forget the name of it now, but they allowed me to get out of school at noon every day in my senior year of high school to start a senior project. And I started a record label because I wanted to be like Master P. I thought that, uh, hip hop moguls had the greatest. You guys do career. look a lot alike. We, we look very similar. Um, we both got the gold grills and the big chains, um, dangling around our necks, but, um, really wanted to be Master P because I, I saw what all the hip hop moguls were doing, not just Master P, but what cash, what was happening with Cash Money, Dame Dash and Rockefeller Records, which was Jay Z's label at the time, what P. Diddy was doing. And they were comparing them to entrepreneurs today. Like they were the Zuckerberg of today. Like they were, you know, the moguls and, um, I thought it would be really cool to start my own record label. And obviously I signed myself as the first artist because why wouldn't you sign yourself as the first artist to your own record label? And was it and, rap um, and hip hop and all that? Yeah. So it was hip hop. We were actually, uh, in, it was me and my, my best friend at the time, uh, up from the football team together. Uh, we named ourselves the burglars with two Z's at the end. Cause uh, I mean, that's obviously the coolest name ever. Oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, we call ourselves that because at the time we were the poor white kids at a very, uh, wealthy white school. And we would go to these parties at these very wealthy houses and we would take insignificant objects like uh, a cue ball from their pool table. And we would leave the party and be like, ha ha ha. Well, they can't play God, pool anymore. So- you know? gangster you know, know what i love was, about this it was like yeah, so hood <laughs> you are like also one of the whitest guys i know and uh i have now i can officially say that bacon rap business has had two count them two white rappers uh jesse itzler nice uh, was on the show back in january a great episode he was a white rapper before he you know ended up becoming a billionaire and buying the atlanta hawks and all this and now i got g role <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> and so, it was actually g row that was the G-Row. That was my fake name. Uh, yeah so you're you're darn close so uh parlayed this uh a fantasy into actually touring the country played everywhere from madison square garden up in new york city to the knitting factory in la you know traveled in vans ate ramen noodles at, and heated them up at truck stops in the middle of the night and you know lived the glamorous life um of a hip-hop mogul um for uh, for for about a decade and uh, got out of that found information marketing as many people do and started teaching musicians what I'd learned about how to book yourself some shows how to make a living being a musician um, and uh, built a nice info business selling musicians basically internet marketing 101 but um, but very niched into the music industry uh, met up with my partner Nick Nanton who Brad you know and you guys have hung out at some some yeah. events with uh, like X Prize yeah, and stuff X Prize Foundation thing together Nick's great. Yeah, Nick's awesome. And uh, so I uh, partnered up with him and he said, hey, instead of teaching these musicians all this awesome stuff, why don't you teach people that have money um, awesome stuff? And I thought that was a it was a it was a genius idea and it changed the course of my life. And, you know, we've partnered up and we have a we have a, a couple businesses together from the celebrity branding agency, which we we brand people much like companies uh, brand brands. So instead mm-hmm. of branding Coca-Cola, we brand guys like Brad or we brand brand guys like Joe or Susie or whoever it is. And we help them to become the celebrity in their marketplace. And then about a year ago, because we were bored with building that business, um, which we're not at all. It keeps us very, very busy. Um, we uh, we ended up acquiring uh, Ambitious.com and we built it into a, a very nice media platform um, right now where we bring in some of the world's top experts into our studios in Orlando, Florida, and they teach free live classes all centered around starting a business, growing a business, and using that business to live a more ambitious life. And it, it's been really cool because it's kind of a freemium education model. And you and I both are from, you know, we know about, you know, buy my $2,000 course and mm-hmm. buy my you know, uh, and we we're really trying to break down the walls and, you know, get more people to see the good content. And we do it in a freemium model where it's free if you watch it live. And then uh, people actually purchase access if they want to own the course. And uh, it's been huge. We've had some amazing people. We got a course coming up next week with a uh, 
Alexandra Wilkes Wilson, who's one of the co-founders of Guilt Group, who was valued over a billion dollars. She sold her interest, you know, a couple of years ago. And I mean, now she's just teaching women, you know, how to find their passion and grow their business. I mean, so just mega stars like that um, coming down and teaching. And it's it's been a fun ride. And yeah, now we we're bored with that. So we're going to do a, a, a TV show, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you haven't, you basically haven't been doing anything in your whole career. You've basically <laughs> just been sitting around in your ass. Exactly. Right? You know, and I got a wife and two kids and I do like to see them and hang out with them. So, you why, know, why that's so weird. It's crazy. Why would you do that? I know. You know? Jeez. Um, so we could go in a lot of different directions. I definitely, in a moment, I want to get to the TV show that you're going to do because, uh, especially because you and your team, are like Emmy winning, uh, like Emmy legit Emmy winning, yeah. uh, per, you know, filmmakers and all this. So that's one of the most exciting things. But before we get into that, um, let's talk a little bit more about the personal branding thing, because I especially think that that's something that uh, I know I'm interested in. And I believe that much of my audience would be as well. Uh, so tell me, a, tell me about some of the strategies and some of the really cool bacon wrapped strategies that yeah. uh, you guys have used to help um, your your clients just you know, rock it up, brand themselves personally, totally yeah. be different than everybody else in their in their market. Folks, show so um, the the biggest thing that we fundamentally believe in is that the only true USP is you. Right. At the end of the day, the biggest differentiating factor and the thing that you have going for you is you, because fundamentally people buy from people and they buy from people that they know, like and trust. And the more someone knows you, likes you and trusts you, the more clients you get, the higher fees that you can get, the better business you're going to have and the better life that you're going to have. And the easiest illustration of this is why does a guy like Tony Robbins get, you know, a million dollars a year for coaching? Why do his events cost thousands to tens of thousands of dollars to attend? And, you know, Joe Schmo down the street who teaches very, very similar strategies, goal setting and power, positive thinking and, you know, mindset and beliefs. And he can't get $30 for his book, right? Obviously it's because Tony's a lot taller. Tony's a lot taller. He's got huge hands. It's the hands. I, I, you know, you you pay the guy, you know? Um, And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's because he's Tony, right? He's larger than life. He has a presence. He has a personality. He has something infectious about him. He makes more money because of who he is not necessarily what he does. Now he's good at what he does. I'm not taking anything away from his magical abilities, but at the same time, there's a lot of personal development teachers and trainers out there who will never get to the Tony Robbins level because they're not Tony. And so what we really try to do is we try to do everything in our power to help our clients who are in very competition heavy, very commoditized markets to have that to have their personality shine and be that the reason that people work with you. So uh, we work with a lot of financial advisors, financial services, and uh, a no one trusts a financial advisor, right? Because they got they've screwed people out of. Nor you know, should they? No. Nor, I, yeah, I, used nor. To, I used to be one years ago, so I don't <laughs> nice. know why anybody ever trusts um, me with money. Exactly, I lost I, all my own. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me give it to you to manage mine. And so you know, so no one trusts financial advisors in the first place. Two is they're all hawking the same product, especially if they work at a big house. You know, everybody at Merrill Lynch is just selling Merrill Lynch products, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you get on the insurance side and guys selling annuities and things like that. I mean, they're all selling and hawking the same stuff. So why should I go and trust you? And so you have to make a case for your story. You got to make a case for who you are. You got to make a case for why should I trust you? And the best way that we know how to do that for people is through media. That is how we trust people. Again, for better or worse, that is how we make those decisions. So uh, a financial advisor hates Dave Ramsey and they hate Susie Orman, right? They don't like their strategies. They don't like how Dave Ramsey tells you to, you know, pay off your debt and do this and that. They hate Susie Orman because she thinks she's crazy, whatever it is. But guess what? 
Dave's got a much bigger business than you do. <laughs> Susie has a much bigger business than you do. They're making more money. They're helping more people. They're selling books. They're selling out arenas all across the world. And the the real reason that they do that is because be they have luck. media. No, it has to be luck, oh, right? Oh, it's got to be luck, yeah. you know? Because um, again, his strategies aren't incredibly amazing. Like Dave Ramsey, I can summarize, you they know, keep it really simple. What That's actually one of the yeah. keys is they keep it super simple and pedestrian and able to, and then everybody goes, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh, without a doubt. And then they do that over and over and over again. So Dave Ramsey is still on the radio five days a week, three hours a day. So think about that. If you're a financial advisor and you send one email to your list a month, right? Yep. That's the only attention that you're getting from that list and only from the people that open it and pay attention to it. Dave Ramsey's on the radio 15 hours a week. I don't think most of you listening right now talk to your wife for 15 hours a week or your husband or your girlfriend or your best friend, right? So think about the mental space that Dave Ramsey takes in your head. Susie Orman, if you watch her five nights a week, you know, for you an will, hour, you will go crazy and hate yourself. You, <laughs> exactly. Um, I would, um, but her raving fans love her and they know her more than they know their best friends. And so they use media to do that. Yeah. So not only is Dave on the radio 15 hours a week, but guess what? He's got multiple New York times bestselling books. So now I'm spending weeks with you, uh, in my, bedroom or in my bathroom or on the beach, wherever you are reading his book. So now you're reading my book and now I go to his seminar. Now I'm getting his books and tapes and CDs. I bought Financial Peace University. He has all of these ways that he has taken up such mind space and such attention from you. And so we really try to help our clients. And so as you're listening to this, think about how often are you using media to tell your story, to tell your positioning, to tell your point of view, to tell your perspective on things to your marketplace. And so we use books, we use TV, we use major magazines, we use newspapers. Uh, you talked about, you know, the, the Emmy award wing side. So we've done, you know, 30 minute short documentaries uh, on our clients. You know, I mean, imagine a financial advisor, instead of coming in to one of those dinner seminars or come into my office for a free consultation, she says, you know, why don't you come to my movie premiere? I'm actually having a movie premiere. An Emmy award winning producer came and did a movie on my life. Um, and not, just my life, but the impact that I have on people just like you and the significance that I've given to you. Come in and watch the movie premiere. I'll give you free tickets, some free popcorn, some sodas. Think about the positioning from that. And the, the whole 30 minutes is telling that story and telling that positioning. And so we believe that it's your personality and then you have to get people to know who you are. And we do that through media. So that might send us off on a spiral, but that at least gets us started. No, I love it. I mean, and it sounds like a lot of work, well, like what you just said, but for your clients, it's a lot of work for you guys, not for them, right? Yeah, 100%. So, uh, we know, uh, that most people won't do anything that we tell them to do. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just the, it's just the reality of, of the world. Um, so we do all the heavy lifting for them. So on the book writing services, you know, everything from, you know, helping them determine what their, their framework is to writing it, to editing it, to doing the covers, to publishing, to even doing the marketing, guaranteeing bestseller status, all that fun stuff on TV, you know, show up, we'll ask you a couple questions and, you know, we'll make you look great on TV. And, uh, we've, we've really taken, the, the hard work out of getting a lot of that media attention um, and really allowing you to do what you do best, which is to work with your clients and to get this information in their hands so you can spend more time doing the thing that you've trained your whole life to do, whatever that is, whether you're a coach, whether you're an author, whether you're a real estate agent, a, a chiropractor, a doctor, you know, if you're a great chiropractor, your time is best spent being a chiropractor. And so we take a lot of the the hard work out of your hands so that, you know, we got the book, we got it published, we get it in the hands of your clients and then they come into the office saying, Dr. Brad, Dr. Brad, I just read your book. I'm so excited. And now they're talking to you about your book, not about, you know, the $10,000 spine adjustment you're about to sell them. And they're super excited to pay you the $10,000 because they're like, oh my God, my chiropractor is a best-selling author and he was just on TV and they made a movie about him. And, um, 
you know, it, it is a three ring circus, but it is very, very powerful positioning because now they don't see you as the chiropractor down the street with, you know, trying to get you in with a coupon or a bait and switch. They're excited to work with you because their chiropractor is a rock star. And that is a completely different position in the marketplace than someone who's peddling products and services. Yeah. You know what my favorite part of that whole part was, is when you were saying, Dr. Brad, Dr. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine uh, if someone actually made you a doctor. That would, that'd be, that'd be, that'd like be scary. If anybody out there, anybody listening, uh, have the ability to bequeath me a doctorate. If you are uh, uh, in a university, just send me a doctorate in the mail. Uh, no, dude, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big believer in personal branding and using the media that we have at our disposal, like you said, from books to books to video. To, I mean, podcasts. Why do you think I do the podcast? It's really for two reasons. It's one, the uh, the selfish reason is to jump on the phone with awesome people like yourself and yeah. and, and talk about this stuff and um, you know ha- have a have a reason to record it and have a reason to share it out there. But it's also to build a degree of thought leadership and exposure for myself. So, you know, when people are coming across me, they're like, well, I let, yeah, listen, I've, I've you know, heard the past two years of podcasts. You obviously know yeah. what you're talking about, et cetera. So there's so many opportunities for professionals out there. And the bad part is, you know, people like ourselves, we get exposed to all of these awesome strategies, the things that work, the things that the top level people are doing, but the, you know, the other ones who are just struggling are either afraid to do, they don't even know it's possible. So it's cool that you guys are out there as a resource helping them saying, listen, we'll do this for you and you'll see results. Um, kind of, and, and so by the way, if, if anybody listening is like, this is awesome, I want to find out more about that aspect. What's, where would you direct them at the moment if they want more about the authority positioning? Yeah, totally. That's just a celebritybrandingagency.com and they can see all of that, nice. all of that. Fun stuff there. Nice. Cool. Uh, moving on. Um, not too long ago, you founded uh, Ambitious.com. Tell me about that. So the idea for this came from uh, uh, Peter Diamandis, uh, founder of the XPRIZE. He's written two incredible New York Times bestselling books, Abundance yeah. and Bold. Everyone who's listening right now, just go to Amazon and just give that guy 40 bucks. Yeah, I love um, it. it it's, it's so worth it. And so uh, Peter has this, this whole you know 10x thinking type type mindset. And I know there's a lot of coaches out there that, you know, they do the 10 extra business. You got a 10 extra business. But um, when you actually look at growing your business exponentially, he's actually has frameworks um, that are put in place that allow you to grow exponentially, which are, you know, companies like Instagram, which was like what, 18 months old when it got bought for a billion dollars yeah. from Facebook. I mean, imagine zero to a billion in 18 months, like that's exponential growth. Mm-hmm. And so he taught, he has a real framework for that. And so we were, uh, at his office at the X prize. Uh, we were doing a, Nick and I were doing a full day consultation with him there. And, uh, he challenged us. He says, what does 10 Xing your business look like? Uh, and we were in the context of the, the company I was just talking about, celebrity branding agency. We, at the time we had about 2,300 clients in 38 different countries and 10 Xing that meant, you know, 23,000 clients. And Nick and I both looked at ourselves and we go, Oh shit. Like that sounds hard. Like that sounds like, monumentally hard because it's not like we could do 10 times more webinars, 10 times more, you know, ads that we were doing. Like it, it, it's, it's not the same. And so it made us rethink how we were going to have more impact, how we we're going to have more significance, all of that fun stuff. And so, um, Peter kind of opened us up and says, well, why don't you just own a network? instead of renting time on all these networks and trying to get ABC to put on your show or trying to get the bio channel is now sold and it's, you know, being compartmentalized. Why don't you just start your own network? And we were like, Oh my God, that's, 
that sounds like genius, you know, and it was just one of those moments um, because he who owns the network, he who owns the platform has all the control. Apple has all the control right now because they own the platform. Yeah. You know, they own the platform for iTunes and the app store and like they have the platform. So what if we built that platform? And so the idea for that, it, that that's really where it came from was that type of thinking um, was looking at, well, hey, maybe we don't want to grow this business 10 times, but we want to have 10 times more impact and significance and help more people and all that. So um, we were uh, perusing uh, uh, an auction one day and uh, Ambitious.com just happened to come up at an auction. And uh, I'd had ties to the word before. Uh, I had a podcast called Radically Ambitious uh, with my buddy Brett a while ago. Um, I had a couple other like AmbitiousDad.com and some stuff like that in the past. And so I, I had an affinity towards the word. It came up and uh, it was the last day of the auction. It just, you know, serendipitous. And uh, we, uh, we we pulled the trigger and bought it. And uh, then we were like, oh, crap, now what do we do? And, uh, <laughs> well, you know. And so we've gone through some different iterations, right? When we launched, we wanted to be like a, a BuzzFeed Huffington Post for young entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and build out the content market and decided that just wasn't us. Um, and now, you know, I, I kind of explained what we did at the beginning of the call. And, you know, it's kind of my info product roots. I, I am an info marketer. I'm um, also, I do a lot of hosting of TV shows, of red carpets, of uh, kickoff events, launch parties. You know, I'm, I'm very Ryan C. Crestian uh, in that role. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and, and just like you, selfishly, I wanted to bring in all these awesome people because I get to learn from them. You know, yeah. I get four, I get four hours of their best stuff where I get to ask them questions, you know, in front of a live audience. And, uh, and then we also get to sell it and monetize it. And so it allowed us to create essentially our own TV network. Um, it's a, I, I call it like part Good Morning America, part QVC, um, because it, we really run it like a morning show, like a four hour morning show. Uh, but we are also doing live pitches for the products and services that we do. So, um, it, it selfishly serves and it's, it's built us a TV network where we're not ad dependent. I don't have to have a sales team going out there and trying to sell Coca Cola on 30 second spots and all that crap. You know, we, we monetize with our own products and services and that we own our audience. We control our audience. And I think that's really big for everybody listening. Like, you know, Brad, like your subscribers, like they're your subscribers, mm-hmm. you know? And every time you have a new episode, like they get notified and they're like, oh, cool, new episode from Brad. And having that kind of control today is just it's so important. And we we wanted the we wanted the appearance of a network, but the control um, to own our customers, own our data, know how long they're watching stuff. And that's really what we've been able to build over the last, you know, nine, 12 months. Yeah, that's awesome. And I I mean, I just watched the I, I just watched the um, the one on PR and publicity that you guys did. And it was really cool. Yeah. You know, I tuned in for as much as I could live. And then afterwards I was like, I, I really like this, but I didn't have a chance to watch like all four hours. So I purchased the, uh, you know, the, um, the, the recordings and yeah. I mean, you guys did a great job and I actually even filmed a, uh, a short 17 minute episode, not quite a course, but an episode over in, uh, at the ambitious studios when I was down there in May. And yeah. I, I may even link to that little bad boy here on the show notes. So that um, little gem. Yeah. Little I love gem. it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, what, before, before we move on to the TV show, um, you guys have the ability to work with some awesome people, you know, some awesome, uh, I, you know, people who have the intellectual property, people who have the, the expertise, et cetera. Tell me about those ideal folks that might be a perfect opportunity for, you know, you to have as an ambitious, uh, as, as an ambitious course creator, et cetera. Like who, who are the people you're looking to meet? Because there may be some listeners to the show. 
Yeah, totally. So, I mean, uh, right now we are really focused on helping people to start a business, grow a business and to use that business to live a more ambitious life. So um, our next vertical we're going to jump into is health. So like my bigger term vision is like we can do live cooking classes and like imagine like doing P90X live every day. Mm. Like that's just insane. Um, but that, that's where we're going. But but currently our audience and who we're looking for are people that help entrepreneurs start a business or grow a business or the personal development side, which is the more ambitious life side. So everything from travel hacks to goal setting to productivity, you know, that, that whole nine. Uh, but the focus is on entrepreneurs um, because I believe that the the quickest path to living your best life, we call it an ambitious life, is through a business, right? If mm-hmm. you have the business, you can buy yourself freedom. If you have a job, very difficult to have that freedom and to have a completely ambitious life that, that we believe in. So that's really where we're starting. And so if you, you know, are, are talking about those kind of subjects, if you're a subject matter expert, everything from like deep diving in, uh, you know, we've had a course on like a deep dive into, Facebook ads and the power editor. But then we've had, you know, uh, we're bringing in Alexander Wilkes Wilson uh, from Guilt, who I mentioned earlier. And it's really more about idea validation, just validating your idea. Um, you know, we have other, you know, women entrepreneur classes. We've had, uh, you know, uh, YouTube advertising. We've had, uh, yesterday we actually just did one on crowdfunding and real estate. So after you've Ooh. got, you've got your business and you've started to accumulate some assets and you're now an accredited investor, what do you do with that money? And so now you can invest into shopping centers and retail centers and hotels and major chains. And it was really freaking cool. And it was a way to now start to create some passive revenue. And, who is, and all who that, is that, that one stuff. with? Uh, that was Heather Schwartz. She owns property.com and earlyshares.com. Cool. Uh, they're down in Miami and, uh, you know, over a billion dollars in commercial real estate they do. And uh, really freaking cool. So that was um, property, property shares property.com oh, property.com and what? which is an, which is another fun domain um and then uh early shares.com okay you know i um also just to sidetrack a little bit um i'm interviewing another guy tomorrow he's actually a former business partner of mine i've known him for over 10 years uh named dale hensel and nice. uh, yeah and dale has been I mean, every, he's been involved in every type of business model, you know, much like me. But one of the things he's doing right now is, um, real estate deals and, um, assisted living centers. And he was, he called me up because he heard my most recent episode or one of my recent episodes with, uh, David Metzler about equity based crowdfunding. Um, yes. And he called me up. He says, Hey, maybe we can do some work together. I may want to crowdfund some of my projects, et cetera. So we are currently exploring that, especially if she is a, um, expert in the real estate side, I would absolutely love an introduction. Yeah, that'd be huge. I mean, she was, it, it was one of the most eye-opening kind of courses we've done in a long time. Yeah, Just so was my, yeah, um, so was the one that I did on this, on this stuff. I've been diving into it big time. I'm, yeah, I'm I, now the world's leading expert, but according to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, and again, uh, just uh, kind of sidetracking, but I mean, you were at that uh, X Prize dinner, I think, over the holidays with Nick and Peter, and I mean, just this whole idea of being able to crowdsource and crowdfund really anything that you want in your life. And what's interesting, it, it's almost like a nice segue into the the TV show, um, is that if you want something, there's almost no excuse to go out and do it now. I know it right? pisses so, me off. I love excuses for my family. <laughs> everybody life. loves excuses. But like, so Peter Diamandis wanted to go to space. Like this guy wanted to go to space and uh, NASA was never going to let him go to space. And so he was like, screw it. I'll turn to the private sector and I'll crowdsource my way to space. And that's essentially what ec- the first X prize was. It was a $10 million prize that he put up that he would pay $10 million to the winning team that could build a, a rocket ship, a spaceship that could take humans into suborbital flights two times and land successfully within, I don't remember if it was 10 days, 14 days, whatever it was. 
Um, and so he privatized, he started the privatization of space flights. And now that technology was bought by Virgin. It's now Virgin Galactic. That, that's what got Elon Musk into the game. That's what yeah. got, you know, uh, all these other folks in the game. But he was like, screw it. I'll just go to the private sector and I'll make other people do the work for me. Yeah, um, and, you know, and so now that's obviously in crowdfunding that's happening. Every, I mean, everybody knows Kickstarter and Indiegogo, uh, but with the real estate side, with the equity based stuff, I mean, companies can raise real money um, without going to the stock market, without going to the traditional route, without having to deal with that, you know, jerk over at, you know, you know, Charles Schwab or whatever, like just turn to the people who are actively interested in what you do um, and you can get funding from them and you can get them to build your projects for you. And I think that, you know, we're living in a, in a really cool world where that's possible and so you know, on on a more of a micro level, so if you're not going to make spaceships, you know, which I implore everyone to do, um, but but if you're not going to go that crazy and build spaceships, you know, I always wanted to host my own travel show. And I live in Orlando, Florida, and there's not many talent agents, you know, even with our business and the things that we do, you know, I don't have Hollywood agents knocking on my door saying, Greg, let's put you on the travel channel tomorrow. And so um, we kind of said, screw it. Let's go find the people who, you know, would be interested in sponsoring the show and being a part of the show and funding the show. And we're doing the show ourselves. And so uh, that's kind of how Ambitious Adventures was born. I went out of my pocket, my own money, and uh, filmed the pilot. And we've now sent the pilot out to, you know, into investors, to sponsors, to people to be, you know, featured segment people. We've got some producers on board. And uh, we're about to launch on Kickstarter and crowdfund basically the creation of a TV show. That is so and cool. When does, that, when does that launch, the crowdfunding campaign? The Kickstarter officially launches on July 11th. Cool. And um, I'll make sure I get this episode. Uh, I'll bump this up so that we can get you uh, Get That's you some, man. Get you some bacon. Nice. Um, but so, and so here's, and so I want to give like some actual like teaching points, not just like talking cool stuff about that I'm doing, but uh -huh. you know, so a couple things, A is that if you want something, the, there are people out there that will fund it or they can build it. Right. And, and that's crowdsourcing, that's crowdfunding. And I think that's really, really important. The second thing that, that we're doing with it, with this Kickstarter campaign that I think is, is very, I don't necessarily know if it's unique. Um, but we are treating it, you know, like a major product launch, a major, you know, sales event. And so we are getting pre-commitments from people. So day one, when we launch, we will, you know, our goal is to hit the, the funding, you know, level by noon of the first day, because we are working our butts off, you know, pre-selling producer spots, segments, you know, some of the higher ticket pieces in the deal. Um, and basically we know that we're going to almost guarantee our funding on the first day. And then uh, we got some really cool stretch goals and things like that. But, you know, we are working really, really hard. We're not hoping that Kickstarter virally sends us stuff. I mean, we are working our tails off um, to hit that. And so, you know, there is opportunity out there. If you have a great story to tell and you tell it to the right people, and it kind of goes back to that USP, the personality driven stuff. I talked to a guy uh, from Denver last night uh, and he's got the university of Denver, Denver university. I just butchered that. So hopefully they're not listening, <laughs> um, uh, you know, involved because I told them a really good story. I told them this incredible story about, you know, when someone watches your episode of ambitious adventures and I can go into what shows about in a second, but you know, I was like, when someone watches this episode, you're going to have, you know, VC money, you're going to have young entrepreneurs, who are going to say, you know what? I'm not going to San Francisco. I'm not going to Silicon Valley. I'm moving to Denver because I watched that film. I saw the story of what's happening in Denver and I want to take my business there. I want to put my money there. I want to put my employees there. And we told that story to these guys and, you know, the, you know, we're, we're working on a sizable investment, a $25,000 investment, you know, to be a featured sponsor of that episode. And it all goes back to my personality and telling my story. And so, 
if you do that, you tell your story enough times, you have enough, a compelling enough story, you know, people will buy into it and they buy into the hype and they buy into, I, I, I got to deliver, I got to create a damn good episode, right? But, you know, if you can tell that story, it allows you to have those conversations. Absolutely. Stories drive everything. I mean, it's, it's uh, one of my favorite things to do in marketing, uh, you know, and in business in general. Uh, I, I think people fall into kind of two categories, either more creative or more quantitative. And um, I'm definitely not a quant. I, I I love the creative side. I love the storytelling side. If I if I know what the hook is, if I know the story, et cetera, that's when I get really excited about uh, a business project. And that's why um, I, I think the stuff that when I do it like that, it always ends up more successful than if I just try to do just a very, you know, quantitative based marketing campaign. It's just not what my strength is. And uh, I mean, you know, stories are becoming more and more important it, throughout you know, what in marketing, what we're doing now, a lot of the old school direct response and advertising stuff is just not getting through to people. It's not engaging. And there's so much attention, you know, or um, competition for their people's attention. It's, you know, stories have engaged us throughout, you know, human history. So, and I think that's awesome that you guys are continuously telling the story and telling the story of ambitions and uh, what entrepreneurs can do. Um, Really exciting. So the way that people can help you out there is if this resonates with them and they want to, you know, find more, you're going to be launching the Kickstarter campaign. And I'll make sure that this, that this episode goes live like right after or the day that it launches so that we can put a link on there and they can go to it. Um, what else, you know, what, what else have you seen out there that you're really excited about that maybe a lot of people aren't kind of noticing or any trends that you, you know, that you see like, this is really cool. We're going to try to capitalize this or somebody should capitalize on this. Yeah. So again, most of my life is spent in media, either talking on a microphone like we're doing now in front of a video camera, things like that. And with, with as much saturation as we think is out there, there is still a huge opportunity for people to start blogs, start podcasts, start a video show, do live video. I mean, live video is, I mean, Facebook's pouring so much money into Facebook live, YouTube live. I mean, Periscope's not dead, but you know, you think I, that's going to be long though, before it's not dead. I never uh, I, use Periscope. I don't, I think it's, I think it's YouTube and Facebook win. I yeah. mean, they just have the money um, and they have the audience and you know, their technology, I think it's just going to be leaps and bounds better. Um, but, um, but I still think there is plenty of opportunity for great storytellers to get involved in utilizing this incredible technology, the incredible media that we have in front of us. What, what I think is, a, is going to happen is, is there is a bubble of crappy podcasts. There is a bubble of, I mean, it happened with blogs, right? Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that blogs are dead. I think that crappy blogs are dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, I mean, you know, people can still write, you know, a 5,000 word piece. I mean, look at Neil Patel. This guy writes freaking monstrous posts and he has a larger audience than most people on the internet you know yeah. it's not that blogs are dead your crappy writing sucks and doesn't pull people in um you know uh, same thing with video like you can become a youtube star still today you can go on youtube do some videos and get a ton of audience but if your videos suck you know no one's gonna watch them same thing a podcast you know if you you know i mean and this happens to me right so i've been on a couple larger podcasts and legit the day after the podcast episodes airs i get from all these copycatters i get 30 emails and saying hey and they ask me the exact same questions like your podcast is dead bro like find a way to stand out and tell the right story, but there's still a wait. So back up. So you say you'll do like a big episode and then you'll have other podcasters contact you. Yeah. And, and say, and, well, do you want to be a, 
Do you want to be a guest on my show? And of course, I'm a media whore. So I'm like, of course, I'll be on your show. But then they ask Um, the exact same question. But then they ask the same, you know, so what's your biggest fear? What's the best marketing book you've ever read? And it's like, you know, they they bought a podcast. Yeah, they bought a podcast course and they said, ask these seven questions to your guest. And like, like, there's no originality. There's no, I mean, I know you and I were going a little off the cuff today and stuff like that, but that's freaking entertaining. Like, I'm telling you. That's my game, too. Like, I've legitimately said on other episodes, and my loyal listeners will attest to this. Like, listen, I just interviewed so and uh, you know so and so guest. I'm trying to think who this was. Was just recently on this other show, and I'll put a link to that other show if you want to go hear the, the basic stuff. I've got a lot of follow up questions that I want to ask. Totally right, and I'm like, you can go listen to that stuff, and if you want to learn the real basic stuff, buy this person's book or this person's course because I have, you know, my time is the most precious thing in the world to me, and I have limited time, and if I'm talking to somebody. And taking, you know, an hour out of, out of my day to jump on the phone with you or somebody else. I want to talk about stuff that really interests me, not something that I can just go Google and find out the most basic. And I actually, to some people, I've, I've asked them to share a, like a strategy, share something that it actually hurts them a little bit inside to share because like it's so valuable. Like, oh, I don't really want to share this to non-paying customers, <laughs> but that non-paying customer is me. It's like, no, tell me the stuff that I would normally have to pay for. So uh, I agree. That's But to any other podcasters who are probably listening to this show or whatever, take advice on that. Like be a little bit original. Just don't ask the exact same questions. Otherwise, you know what you could do? I thought about this. This would be a fun little uh, (laughs) software. If somebody wants to take the software and run with it, um, which is like if if you get a lot of requests for podcast interviews, right? Um, (laughs) Just answer, answer the 20 most frequently asked questions and create all these little MP3 files. (laughs) <laughs> and then just have somebody go to your site and say, okay, question one. And then they read and record the question. So Greg, tell me about your backstory and then now read question two. And then yeah. it compiles all of them into like this master spliced up interview. <laughs> that's the, that sounds genius. Cause that's the interview I do. You know, I'd say 30, 40% of the time. That's the interview that I have. Right, exactly. Um, and, and it kind of, you know, it's, it's not good for the guests. It's, it's definitely not good for the audience. You're, you're not being unique. Um, you know, like no one wants to hear the same six things that I, like it's already there. You know, the right? flip, yeah. But the flip side of that really is the fact that you've heard it all before. Like you may have a podcast listeners only, they've only heard you once. So hearing that backstory. Yeah. It's a, it, you know, it, it's, it's new to them every time. Like they, they hear it. It's new to them, uh, the first time. So I get it. It's hard yeah. to be totally unique. And that's why I do ask a little bit about the backstory. Well, I think you need that, right? It creates context. So yeah. if your listeners have never heard of me, now they're like, Oh, another, another freaking white rapper, like yeah. jackass. I just don't want to, yeah, exactly. you know? <laughs> I, I uh, know the same stuff. As I said, that I can Google you and go to your bio page or yeah. if I can buy your course and learn the exact same thing, I don't really care to ask that as much. As I do, um, the stuff that I, you know, could only get is if I was sitting down having a right. cup of amazing indulgent stiletto coffee yeah. brought to you by yeah. stilettocoffee.com. Exactly. <laughs> so let me bring this, uh, let me bring your listeners, I guess the, the value bomb out of that would be, you know, it's not about the new shiny object, right? So just because Facebook Live is hot right now, if you suck at live video, don't do live video. Yeah. You know, if you're great at writing, there is still room to create a killer blog, to do guest posts, to write for Medium, to write for the HuffPo, and you can build a huge freaking audience that way if you're a darn good writer. If you suck at writing, don't force yourself to blog because some guru sold you a course on how to blog. Find 
what you're kind of good at, right? I'm naturally good in front of the camera. It's probably just, it's the, the being on stage thing and the lights and cameras. It doesn't affect me. But the other thing is I've been doing video for 12 years, yeah. right? So I'm, I'm very comfortable now in front of the camera, very comfortable in front of a microphone. You don't pee my, yourself nearly as often. I've noticed. I don't what? <laughs> you don't pee yourself with no, nerves nearly no, as often. Very, very rarely these days. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so a, I think it's a, it's play to your strengths, right? If you are scared out of your mind of video, don't do video, do a podcast, right? Mm. Hide behind, you know, the, 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 the Skype screen. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, you know, it allows you to be silly. You don't have to worry about your facial expressions when the other person's talking, like just, you know, do it that way. Um, and so, so that's, piece one of it piece two: spend some money on some production spend some money to to, to make it unique um and then part three is don't be scared to put your personality into it so in a lot of the ambitious videos things like that like we have very like you know very deep rooted into hip-hop like we have a lot of hip-hop music hip-hop intros um my video editor and i i make him watch like hip-hop music videos and luckily he's into hip-hop as well but we very much have that you know hip-hop music video feel for our videos because that's who we are Mm -hmm. it's the slang that we use it's the terminology and so we let that personality really come out and it's what builds an audience because if you're just like everybody else you're gonna get the same results as everybody else yeah. um you know not every we don't need any more gary v's and grant cardones like the world doesn't need any more right I, I love both those guys but we don't need any more the world needs more brad costanzos the world needs more you know john smith and, and sally hughes we need more of you to be who you are um and the good news is the tools the the there, access yeah. the availability the audience all of that is there but if you sound like everybody else, you just get muddled. If you are unique, uh, I learned this from Sally Hogshead. You know Sally? I know of her. I've bought yeah. her books and stuff. I cool. She's a rock star. She has this uh, great, great line in uh, in in the second book, "How the World Sees You," um, about opinions of authority. Is we respect people that have opinions of authority, and these are things that at the root cause they're opinions, but we we take them as fact. Right. So uh, uh, that could be, you know, bacon is the best food for you in your diet. Right. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, 100 percent an opinion. But Brad thinks that's fact that you don't have an ADA diet unless you have six pieces of freaking bacon every single day. And if you blow and if you get that into people's minds, they're going to start taking it as fact. Like Dave Ramsey, the reason why he's so freaking good is because he has opinions that people really think are fact. You got to pay off your debt. You know, make sure you pay off your credit cards. Like, but people see that as gospel. They don't see it as an opinion. They see it as gospel. And that is really what builds his persona. It builds his brand. Um, you know, it, it, it attracts and then it repels, right? Um, you can't help everyone. You can't save everyone, but you can save the people that really resonate with your philosophy. So as you're building media, really think about, you know, what are your opinions of authority? Um, what are the things that you uniquely believe as facts, but there really are opinions and beat them into people like it's a religion, like your business is a religion, um, you know, for the people that you serve. So Hopefully there was a little bit of value into that as people like start going and thinking about creating media, you know, spend some time on that. Tons. Yeah, no, it's, I, I agree completely. You know, this is one of the problems that, not problems, but one of the challenges I've had is you, you do see the most vocal authorities out there, people like the, the Gary's and the Grant's. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just the most in your face and people either hate yeah. them or they love them. And it's great totally. because, you know, they're polarizing and there's some other polarizing figures out there. And sometimes they're, they're polarizing because they're, um, I mean, they're, maybe instead of being so hard, they're just super soft and they deliver this soft, well, then you get, like, your radio guys, message. your, your you know, Glenn Beck's, your Rush Limbaugh's, your Sean Hannity's, you know, they're radio guys, but right. they are very, you know, right winged and they're very pro gun. I mean, I'm, this isn't political at all, but that, that's their opinions. And, um, you know, they attract a certain amount of people and they repel a whole heck of a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I know I've had, I, I mean, I've given some actual thought to this, like, how can I 
be more repellent <laughs> as a yeah. purpose. I'm sure my wife would be like, Oh, honey, you don't need to be any more repellent than you are. <laughs> but, um, there are, there are, um, there are ways to do it. And a lot of times it doesn't have to be the force of your personality. It can just be, like you said, the opinions you form and the things that you believe in and the, and the things that you stand against as well. So that's, uh, that's really a, an important point that you bring up. I'm glad you did. Um, man, this is, this is awesome. I love this. And there is, uh, there's so much to learn from, uh, you know, the stuff you've said from building the authority to, I, I love the fact that you guys are, you're just jumping in and saying, yeah, let's go do the TV show. Let's, let's crowdfund this bad boy and let's, let's see what we can create. Uh, and that's really what it takes. I mean, it's, it's having that goal and not knowing exactly how you're going to do it, but say, look, there's, there's got to be a way to do this. Um, and the thing I like about crowdfunding and to this day, I have not personally done a crowdfunding campaign that may change before too long, but, um, it fits directly within my mode of operation, which is that, uh, you know, I don't have to have every resource as long as I know the people who do. Yeah. And, uh, I just think that's such a powerful thing. And I love that you guys are doing that. I'm going to be watching closely to see what you're doing right. And, and, uh, you know, listening carefully to the things that you could have done better when it's all said and done, but man, it's going to be a fun one to watch. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally aware that we're going to screw up a lot of stuff, you know, like that. That's just, you know, we're, we're all making it up as we go. And I've, I've, I've talked to a few like billionaire names that you guys would all know. And the two things that they say, uh, one is they're, you know, you think of a billionaire, like they can do whatever they want, but they're just as cash strapped as we are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just, you know, uh, and, and even Branson. So he said this in the uh, visioneer movie we made for Peter Diamandis. Uh, he passed on the original $10 million prize for the X prize because he said he didn't have the cash in hand. You know, he's like, we're all cash strap just like everybody else um and ended up costing them an additional 90 million dollars because he ended up paying over 100 million for the technology after the prize was won right um you know and so you know just a guy like branson you think oh he's got you know 10 million to him no big deal especially to invest in like space technology but at the time it was a it was a little bit of a risky investment and you know he just you know he doesn't have 10 million in his bank account to just here you go, Brad. Like yeah. go that's, the, that's the problem is everybody looks at, you know, the super wealthy and it is true. A lot of them do have some, a bunch of cash on hand, but a lot of them don't. They're not liquid assets. Just because you're worth yeah. that much money does not mean you have that much money to just make it rain, you yeah. know, in cash. So it's, you know, it's probably a topic for another, for another day. Another day. But still, uh, I love it. So, um, this is the time on the show where I like to turn the tables to see if there's any other way we can help you besides the, you know, supporting the Kickstarter, but, uh, what are some nuts you're trying to crack? What are some resources you're trying to gather? Some people you're trying to hire? Some skill sets you're trying to learn? Just, you know, anything out there that, you know, the, uh, my bacon wrap listeners can. Yeah, I love that. So, um, we talked earlier about like the course creators for ambitious.com, people that want to come into our studios. We're in Orlando, Florida, uh, and teach these live classes. But the, the bigger play of that for me is I'm looking for folks that can break us into international markets because I would love to go into like a country like Venezuela. They are in a load of crap right now. You know, and inflation's through the roof. There's curfews. There's governmental restrictions. And the only way that they are going to get the help that they need is by helping to teach the concepts of entrepreneurship and building new businesses. And, you know, having those entrepreneurs and business owners take those risks, hire new people and get that current regime out of place. I want to go teach classes to them. I want to go. Uh, I was just with uh, Jeff Hoffman, founder of Priceline.com. He, we were speaking together 
declared the United Nations a couple weeks ago. Well, look at and you and your big fancy self. You like you like that name drop? I, um, do. I like <laughs> so, it. Um, but I was with him, and he was talking about you know uh, the only way that you know in the Middle East, the Middle Eastern countries, the only way that they're going to have peace is to teach entrepreneurship. Because if you know Jihad Johnny um, instead of you know blowing up a building has a business and now he's got a family and he has employees, well now when someone says, "Hey Jihad Johnny, do you want to go blow up a building?" He says. No, why the hell would I want to blow up a building? I got, I got this, I got, I got an awesome around, business, man. you know? Yeah. Like I have, I've got an enterprise going on here. And so I do believe that entrepreneurship can really help people. And through, you know, the free education that we give an ambitious and, and our business model, I think that we can really help people on a global scale. So if there is anyone that has ties to, uh, entrepreneurs that have, you know, openings at an international level, like that is a bigger game. That's Peter Diamandis, bold, big thinking. But, but I think we can make a huge, huge impact, um, on the world, on the economy, on peace on, you know, making the world a better place to live if we teach more people about the opportunities through through starting businesses. So that I love any, it. So that's my piece for the day. Oh, and just and pledge on the Kickstarter campaign. You know, you can pledge a dollar, you can pledge ten thousand dollars, you know, whatever whatever you want to do. Nice. I love it. Well I'll definitely be supporting you guys and helping out and I encourage my listeners to as well. Greg, you have dropped a uh, bunch of awesome tips and tricks and bacon bits for us and uh, i encourage everybody to go check it out you can go to celebritybrandingagency.com right as one you can go to ambitious.com as another and then i'll have the link for the upcoming kickstarter campaign that you can go uh support greg and the and and the programs etc and i highly recommend you guys follow closely what they're doing ambitious also has a podcast right we do. Um, uh, I our, think our... that you guys, one of the, you guys had a couple guests on there or a couple episodes that I really liked. It was with this Brad Costanzo guy. Amazing I, topics. I, I content. heard those episodes did really well too. Did they? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing they didn't sink, but you know. Hey, I mean, we'll take it. I heard he brought the heat. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you got, you guys can go, uh, subscribe to, uh, you know, I know Low Silva is the host, and then you you may be on there as well. Sometimes I'm not 100% sure, but uh, go subscribe to the Ambitious Podcast as well. All these links will be in the show notes, uh, guys. But uh, Greg, man, I really appreciate having you on the show today. For all my listeners, uh, go check out the links that we've shared and shoot me any uh, questions, topic recommendations, guest recommendations, etc. Uh, especially, especially if you are a business owner and you know you're profits have kind of plateaued, you're stuck, you don't really know exactly what uh, you should do next, and you'd like a second opinion on that, I am happy to give you a second opinion, but you'll need to email me at askbrad at baconwrapbusiness.com. Uh, I believe you can also go to baconwrapbusiness.com slash help, and I'll see if I can help you. One of the one of the um, benefits to you know reaching out to me on this is not only do I have a great background in building a business, selling businesses, doing... Uh, you know, all different types of marketing campaigns, managing millions of dollars worth of media buys and creating millions of dollars online, both for, you know, many of my clients, some for myself. Uh, but I've seen a little bit of every business model out there. I've seen a lot of the campaigns at work and which ones don't. I'm really good at putting a finger on uh, the ones that are most appropriate to you, but I won't be able to help you unless you reach out. But in addition to all that experience, one of the cool parts 
uh, if I don't mind patting myself on the back a little bit, is because over the past two years at this point, I have interviewed, I think, uh, just about 80 or 90 guests uh, on the show. I've got a lot of contacts, a great Rolodex, and I pick up a lot of cool tips and tricks from each and every one of them. And if there's a chance that I don't remember exactly uh, you know, the ways that, for instance, like Greg could help you out, but I remember that, yeah, Greg is somebody you may be able to meet. I can make introductions if it's appropriate for you, but you've got to get in touch with me. Ask Brad at baconwrapbusiness.com. Uh, and if you don't want to do that, just share the show on social media with your, uh, grandma, with your mom, with your, you know, family members. If you don't have big social media following, uh, equal I'm, opportunity podcast. I am an equal opportunity, uh, self promoter. So I appreciate everybody and I uh, appreciate you, Greg. And I look forward to seeing you uh, either in O-Town or out here in San Diego sometime soon. Sounds great, man. Thanks. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. And my uh, podcast listeners, see you next week.